Welcome to the 228th episode of the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast, the weekly quiz cast where two professional quiz masters talk about how to write and host great pub trivia, as well as quizzing each other and our guests on our favorite questions of the week. My name is Quizmaster Lee, and as usual, I'm joined here by fellow master of the quiz, Mark Davis. Hello, Lee. How are you? Doing great. Had a great Thanksgiving holiday, very relaxing, kicked my feet up, peeled some potatoes, peeled some onions, ate a lot of food, including those and other foods, Mm -hmm. turkey, gravy, sweet potatoes. God, green beans with bacon in it. I had, oh, I did not have that. I'm jealous of you. Fresh that sounds good. baked yeast rolls, which I could not get mm, enough of. Yeah. There was some kind of corn souffle I did not Ooh, eat, but oh. looked pretty legit. Not corn a cream souffle guy. is legit. And then yeah. I had the uh, the giant tub of leftovers that I just heated up and mixed all together and just had like a leftover like hodgepodge, if you will. Uh, That's very, very good. It was very, very tasty. We we had a bread uh, made as well by the lovely Kyle Ann, who's joining us here. Hello, Kyle Ann. Welcome. Why, hello there. I had a leftover plate on stream. I streamed my uh, third Thanksgiving leftover plate. You had a plate cam, did you not? I did. A a direct feed to to my plate. And uh, I'll post a link in the show notes if you want to check out that plate (laughs) and my my eating stylings. I had a mukbang, Mark. Hell yeah. You taught me about that. I did. Right here on this Once very upon pod. A time. Yeah. Yeah. And now you know to look for them. I've I've done one. And you've done well, I, did you really do a mukbang? I ate on camera. Well, a mukbang I think is like eating to the point where you're like going to die. Well, I don't know. If I think like the, the people watching me wanted to die. I'll show you the video <laughs> later of me attacking this plate. Oh. Right. You can uh maybe did you do it shirtless. No. I feel like you doing a mukbang shirtless would get you a lot of views. Probably, especially with those potatoes. Mm. Creamy potatoes. dribbling down in that hair. (laughs) All right, let's not get our listeners too excited (laughs) here. Uh, Speaking of listeners, we want to uh, thank our supporting knowers for, uh, you know, keeping uh, the proverbial lights on. We're welcoming a new proverbial light keeper this week. Welcome, uh, Stephen Day. Thank you. Who discovered our podcast on a uh, road trip from California. To Seattle. Listeners that we get. Yeah. Just, it seems like that. We need to we need to do something where we push for people to move or drive long distances more. Because I feel like that is, um, you know, one of our biggest ways of getting people into the podcast. And love it when people are like, started listening because I was taking a road trip. And now I'm hooked and I cannot stop listening. That, bring, that fills me with so much joy. Yeah, folks. You don't have to like, you know listen to it every day at your drudging job you know or on your commute you can get out there see the world and listen to the no-no uh you know while you're uh out there seeing the world yeah i mean (laughs) what goes better hand in hand driving long distances than listening to you and i uh wax nostalgic about questions past Mm -hmm. and asking each other stupid questions and being goofy and maybe you've heard all the episodes well guess what if you uh, sign up for our Patreon, you become a supporting knower, you will get access to all manner of bonus content. Ooh. We've got some deleted scenes posted, uh, at least 20 bonus quizzes, including our most recent, an MCU bonus quiz, which features uh, previous guests, returning guests, regular guests, Quizmaster Dallas, Justin Peterson, and Fletcher, 
as well as uh, Quizmaster Mark here, and yours mm. truly throwing some Marvel Cinematic Universe questions at them. It's a bit of a different format. We call it a quiz off, yeah. and it's uh, it's two teams of two currently for this episode anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Dallas and Justin on one side and Fletcher and Mark on the other. So if you want to see how that shakes out, go ahead and uh, sign up for our Patreon if you're not on there already. Uh, $3 starting at Snailskin level. And if you go to the show links, you can uh, get 15% off an annual membership. Ooh. So, and I will tell you, I was out. a huge help in this episode. It was amazing. <laughs> you were making some contributions. I I'll was. say that. I was. I'll I say that. I certainly was. All I was right. just basically there because I'm on the show and because I can make people mad and that was funny. <laughs> so that was my that it was, was certainly bonus. entertaining yeah thank you <laughs> all right well uh we've got a uh, quiz lined up for you listeners right here on this episode our 228th episode of the no nonsense trivia podcast but before we get to that how about we go over a weekly wrap-up let's do that last wednesday november 23rd quiz number 469 Nice. At Pointy Bell Brewing Company, started with Team Yikes, establishing a narrow lead in round one before being overtaken by the Hideaways in round number two. Uh, The Hideaways returning from an absence, but uh, performing well here. Ultimately, however, a strong third round performance by Mally Rules would secure the victory for that team. They ended the quiz with 89 points. Must have been a difficult quiz. Uh, 89 point victory. Team Yikes in second place with 77 points. And gobble, 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 go easy on the throttle in third with 76 points. I congratulate them on their themed name for our uh, pre-Thanksgiving trivia. We did not have trivia at Ollie's Pub on Thursday last week due to the Thanksgiving holiday here in the U.S. But, uh, Mark, you hosted trivia at Nice Guys Pizza on Wednesday. That is always a uh, popular last-minute stop for uh, returning folks here to the Southwest Florida region before they uh, enter the Thanksgiving holiday and kind of stay at home with their families and friends. And how did your teams do at Nice Guys Pizza. I'm yeah. guessing you had a big turnout. We did, yeah. We were uh, we were to the gills. We actually had uh, motor liquor on uh, playing on Zoom. Hey. So that was very very cool. Was Master Blake? Yes, from absolutely. Level beer trivia. Yes, and uh, he had the night off because of the uh, because of the holiday. It being Thanksgiving Eve, so he got to hang out and play with us. Very very cool to have him. Um, and his uh, his buddy that's been playing uh, around in the <laughs> playing Quizzle and um, hanging out uh, in the Discord. Mm, yeah, uh, his name is escaping me. Bro, bro, I bro, believe. bro. Yes. Um, so bro, he was bro. there, also uh, also assisting and having a good time. The first round was a perfect round to the Gabies uh, with thirty three points. I immediately was like. Uh, unsure. Hmm. Uh, they came up and they said, and and Greg did remember them because Greg kind of grilled them, uh, not literally, figuratively, and yeah, said that last year he remembered seeing them and they uh, won. So they were here for the holidays. Uh, so they won the first round. Hmm. Did not fare so well in the second round where they got only one question right, and that was the last question. The second round went to Boom Factory. Um, with a whopping 43 points. The last round went to John Hinckley did nothing wrong with 66 points. Oh, my God. Um, Team Captain Matt, uh, John Feeblecorn, um, and, uh, of course, the aforementioned 
Blake uh, with his team name. I'm imagining this Mike is a penis. <laughs> um, all playing oh, on they Zoom. Got ya. So yeah, I got you. fell. I fell. <laughs> you had no victim choice. to the saying that I'm talking to a penis. How embarrassing! Microphone. I know. Felt like an idiot. I what bet people I, are looking. What can I say? Is he really? I'm sitting there talking to this friggin' microphone saying this out loud. I got to. He's a liar. That's just a regular mic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, cool. If you uh, missed it and you'd like to join us for trivia this week, Wednesdays we're live at Pointy Bell Brewing Company in Fort Myers, Florida for no-nonsense trivia challenge based on your category requests. Please join us for your opportunity to win some free beer and bonus prizes and to suggest categories for next week's quiz. And to enjoy tasty, tasty food by our weekly food vendor, only doubles smash burgers this week. Come play our weekly quiz at Pointy Bell Brewing Company starting at 7.30 p.m. every Wednesday. Mm. Thursdays, we're in Cape Coral at Ollie's Pub, also at 7.30 p.m. We hope you can join us then for opportunities to win Ollie's gift cards, which can be spent on records, beer, t-shirts, comic books, and more. You can also suggest categories for each week's quiz at Ollie's Pub every Thursday at 7.30 p.m. And, of course, every week in Cape Coral, you can play Mark's Trivia on Wednesdays at Nice Guys Pizza or on Zoom starting at 8 p.m. You can uh, check out the Nice Guys Pizza Trivia Facebook page to get a link for that or find us on Discord. Harass Mark on there. Sometimes a link is floating around. You know, you can you can find the link out there. It's always the same link. you got to get like a bitly shortened link or something you can do for that. Yeah, you know? I know. It'd be probably a good idea. Huh? Yeah, just like, let's just make it now. Bit.ly slash nice guys pizza trivia. Is that how it works? I thought they yeah. gave you like a pre-made. You can change the ending. Ooh. Mm-hmm. You can customize the ending. I just want you to know someone tagged me in a post that says, the closest you can get to knowing what it's like to be a ghost is listening to a podcast where the hosts are trying to remember a piece of trivia that you know. (laughs) (laughs) So you know I had to comment and I had to to, to send everybody over to the no-no.com yes. to let them know they can live that hell for 278 episodes. I love it. And please don't forget 228. And please don't forget to follow No Nonsense Trivia on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, and TikTok. And join us on our Discord server to stay updated on all of our podcasts, streams, and events. Join us. Won't you? That vibrato. I really brought it. You really I went did. full br- vibrato. You really, you really vibrought it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess I didn't go 100%. Maybe like 70. I could have gone harder on the vibrato. Yeah, Maybe next time. It was pretty intense. Maybe next It was intense. I was scared to go even harder than Kyle, that. how the hell are you? You know, I'm okay. I'm doing good. Great. That's Kyle Ann, ladies and gentlemen. It's me. It. It me. It her. You want to take a break? Yeah, let's take a little break, and we'll be back with our first round of trivia. Ha-cha-cha. All 
right, and we are back, ladies and gentlemen. La- lady and gentlemen. Guys, gals, and non-binary pals. There you go. Here is a question for you. At the 28th Annual International Eastern Wine Competition, a bottle of wine known as Two Buck Chuck that is sold at what grocery store chain received the double gold medal, beating approximately 2,300 other wines? Trader Joe's. Yeah, that's uh, that is famously. Is it still two dollars in this uh, day and age? In this economy, buck. actually, it might be more than that. But at, it was two buck, and then it was three buck, mm. uh, Chuck. But now it is. Uh, I don't know what it is. I have. It's been a long time since I've gotten the Charles Shaw blend. Yes. So we're going to go with the wine with a name featuring multiple uh, deer, male <laughs> deer, the bucks. We'll go with Trader Joe's, the two and three buck chuck. That is correct. Trader Joe's. Yay. Yeah, yeah. I heard yeah, a fun that's, story. That's a famously high quality, cheap bottle of wine here so in the States. I heard a story about how um, the reason why, and this could be urban legend. Um, this could be a quote unquote factoid. Um, so it's, I've heard that the reason why it is so cheap is because, um, they have these like machines that harvest the grapes. So it's not like done by real people. It's not done by hand. So, uh, there's these machines that harvest the grape. Like in the matrix. Yes, okay. exactly like the matrix. <laughs> Just picture the matrix. But, but instead grapes of Neo, instead of people. Picture a bunch of grapes. Is it the of, California raisins? Yes. The stop motion California raisins? And um, so so they have these machines that harvest the grapes. And so when they harvest the grapes, they kind of take the whole thing. Like, and even if there's like uh, stems or um, seeds. or seeds or animals and bugs living in the trees, you know, That's what makes or, wine taste good, man. And and it all <laughs> gets put into that vat to ferment. And so I could be completely wrong here, but this was just an urban legend. Shout out to Palace Wine Bar. Oh, who has not Charles Shoblin, but who has actual delicious, it costs a little bit more than that, but the quality is very nice and you will, you will enjoy it. But yeah, the, uh, two buck Chuck, that's kind of like, you know, Miller high life, the champagne of beers. You could say that two buck Chuck is the champagne of wines. I just love a story where it's like what people would stick up their nose at, um, you know, shitty air quotes wine, when it's you know blind taste tested, just whoops the ass. I know of 20, all these other wines. Twenty eight hundred wines it beat. Two thousand three hundred wines. And this wines. fucking thing wins this award. <laughs> Hell yes! All these people that are trying well, real go. hard, and it's like, yo, guess what? Uh-huh. Yeah, there's great variety in the in the wine world of uh, taste and quality. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't miscorrect me about the champagne of wines thing. I know champagne is the champagne of wines. So I'm just champagne, making a joke. Yeah. All right. Let's have uh, my first question here for you guys. Let's Mm. fucking go. Uh, We're going to go with a geography Mm. question. Start things off. Naitokainen is a body of water that is shaped like which Nordic country in which itself is located? Naitokainen is a body of water that is shaped like which Nordic country in which itself is located. Can you spell it? N-E-I-T-O-K-A-I-N-E-N. Well, Nordic countries, we don't have many, right? We got no, there's Finland, Finland, Norway, Sweden, uh, 
is Sweden? I think yeah, so. Yeah, 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 you're right. It's Sweden. I got I always get Sweden and Switzerland confused for some reason. They're mm. completely different countries. Swi. Yeah. Swi. We recently had somebody uh saying it was pretty funny how we always got Sweden and Switzerland mixed up. Mm. Geography's their specialty. Somebody mm-hmm. commenting on Discord, I think. Well, you're in good company then. There we go. <laughs> I don't think Denmark is. No? Okay. In that case, which one of those is the most unusually shaped? I think Norway is the one that kind of is shaped like, um, like has like kind of a bigger bottom and then kind of tapers. Hell yeah. And it kind of tapers. It's like, so it's like starts off big. You, you guys can't see my hands, but I'm gesturing. She's saying she's the doing f- that describing thing. a big bulge. Yeah. She's, yeah. And she's doing like that, that thing that people do with women's like big hips. Little waist, big top. She's doing that thing. She's saying, ooh. <laughs> Hands in the shape of an hourglass. Oh, baby. You, you want to oh, get baby. with you. <laughs> oh, well, baby. Um, Norway is as good as I guess as any. And it's definitely, I think, kind of like the most Nordic. Mm-hmm. Norway, Nordic. Mm-hmm. Iceland. Well, Iceland is a part of the Nordic. Ooh. No. But uh, Iceland is literally shaped like a blob. So like, it would be really easy <laughs> to be like, oh, look at this Iceland-shaped right. lake. You know what I mean? And let's if that's with, the answer, I'm going to be mad. Let's go with Norway. Go I with feel Norway. good about Norway. We're going to say Norway. No, I'm sorry. Oh. That's incorrect. It is a, a place that is known as the uh, land of a thousand lakes, though this is not one of those lakes. This is technically a man-made Finland. pond. Yes, indeed. It is the home of the World Wife Carrying Championships, Finland. Mm-hmm. Finland. Huh. Okay. Well, we had a and because it's man-made, it looks chance. it looks exactly like Finland. Huh. <laughs> they did a good job. I'll be damned. All right. Uh, here is the next question for you guys. Actor Doug Jones. Yeah, my dude got his start playing what McDonald's character in twenty-seven commercials. Who is the tallest McDonald's character? Might be the Grimace. I'm thinking it's Grimace because he's like really big. Mm-hmm. And Doug Jones is really tall. Though Ronald is kind of tall too. Um, we know uh, former weatherman and uh, former Sanibel resident Willard Scott uh-huh. famously played Ronald McDonald, huh. RIP Willard Scott. I'm trying to picture in my head which is bigger, Grimace or Ronald McDonald. I think those are the two we have to decide between. Grimace, yeah. I mean, wh- who else do you have? You've got um, Birdie. You've got the hamburger. Hamburger who's tiny. Mm-hmm. He's normal-sized, average-sized. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, not tiny, but yeah. smaller than them. Average-sized. Yeah. About 5'7". Maybe 5'8". I'm, I'm thinking it could be either. I think it's either Grimace or Ronald McDonald. Let's go with the big taste bud. Unless, wait, which McDonald's character? Mayor McCheese. No, he's another one who's like smaller. You don't think it would be uh, Mac tonight? Oh, wow. 27 commercials? There couldn't have been 27 commercials of Mac tonight. Plus, um, I'm pretty sure those commercials were pulled pretty early because of the controversy surrounding like because the the main character was i think named Moonface, which is i think a, a derogatory a term yeah. for uh black I, people i thought his name was mac tonight 
Yeah, but it's he had a moon as a he face. Was, yeah, a so it was. Yeah, it was really so a moon head. It was. It was. Sketchy. It wasn't just his face. It was. Yeah, you're right. But I could see Doug Jones being Ronald McDonald too, though. At the same time, like because he had, I think he is trained in like clowning. Yeah, he. We know he played. Uh, that Abe man's Sapien. trained in clowning. <laughs> <laughs> He's a professional clown. <laughs> He's a regular wavy gravy. But at the same time, he is also known for like being really good, like a really good actor yeah, in a costume. And we should we should know you've seen him. If you're not familiar with his name, you've seen him in uh, Hellboy as Abe Sapien. You've seen him he's in Billy, The Shape of Water. He's Billy Butcher in Hocus Pocus. Oh, right. Okay. That's a throwback. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's Billy. And he was the creepy monster from Pan's Labyrinth. Yep. He was the dude. He's he's in Star Trek the f- as well. The fawn. Yes, Star Trek Discovery. Yes, mm-hmm. he's in D- Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, where he has more of a speaking role. Yeah, completely anyway, underrated character actor. I want to go with Grimace. Let's go with Grimace. The Grimace. Sorry, that's incorrect. <laughs> the correct answer is Ronald McDonald. Mac tonight. Oh, oh, wow. it is, it oh is my him. god. Damn I had to it. keep that poker face going when you guys started going down that uh, damn. down that rabbit God hole. Damn it! I did not think that they made that many commercials for Mac tonight. Oh yeah, um, almost everybody picked someone from, of course, the McDonald's main land. McDonald's uh, you know feed it. of characters. A lot of Grimmie, mm-hmm. uh, the occasional Mayor McCheese or Hamburglar. Of course, the the yeah. occasional Ronald McDonald, but it is Mac tonight. I love Man. the theory. That people have the Grimace and Gritty, the Philadelphia Flyers <laughs> mascot, are of the same species. Yeah, okay. I can see that. <laughs> that Gritty is a shaved Grimace. Like the X-Files, I want or to Grimace believe. is a shaved Gritty, I guess. <laughs> and side note, there's a really awesome shaved uh, gritty. little documentary, mini documentary about Mac Tonight on the Defunct Land YouTube channel. There you go. Okay. If you're interested. And now that I think about it, it mentions Doug Jones. It does, doesn't yes. it? That's where I thought, that's where I, yeah. Your wife comes Dang. home and she pulls down your pants and she sees you shaved your gritty. <laughs> no way, man. I would, I would be so shocked. Yeah. I, I would be like appalled. It's David Tell had a joke about this once and I, I agree. If, if I shaved, it would be like a garbage fire broke out on my body. <laughs> All right. Speaking of uh, bodies, let's let's go with some medical trivia here. Okay. What is Let known as room the in the medical world is commonly commonly called what in everyday parlance? What? What is known as room? That's R H E U M. In the medical world is commonly called what in everyday parlance? Parlance, you mean like verbatim? Yeah. Okay. Um, so room. Speech. I know rheumatism is a thing. Rheumatoid arthritis. Yes. Um, which is inflammation. Joint inflammation? Well, isn't arthritis the inflammation part? Yes. So rheumat- So rheumatism. I'm just trying to think because I remember, okay, this is going to sound weird. Uh, so in The Sound of Music... <laughs> this is connected, I promise. Mm. Um, <laughs> there's a part where I'm if anybody listening. has seen the Cassata music, the beginning, Maria von, Sch- well, before she, Maria, the nun, she's trying to make the kids like her as their new 
babysitter lady whatever and but they're they're playing pranks on her and she's just kind of like oh it's fine it's fine it's fine and there's this one prank where they put a pine cone on her chair like a and she sits on it and she goes like, ah! and she jumps up you know and they're like what's wrong and, and there's goes, no pineapple and she's like oh nothing it's it's rheumatism and i remember as a kid mm. thinking like what is rheumatism and then i asked my dad because he's kind of in the medical field and then he answered me and i don't remember what it was oh great okay thank you <laughs> Oops. <sighs> it has something to do with like um, pain, like room. It's, God damn it. It's something with like inflammation or pain or. I, maybe you're right about inflammation. I mean, I'm just trying to think of like arthritis. Maybe arthritis means joint and maybe rheumatism means is the inflammation. Mm-hmm. Everyday parlance. I mean, it could be pain. It could be inflammation. Rheumatism. I because I think it has to something specific to do with like her backside, but I could be totally wrong. She was like sitting down onto the chair, and she's like, oh, it's just rheumatism. Room. I mean, I guess it could be not related to rheumatoid arthritis. I mean, it seems like it would have to be, mm-hmm. you know, that 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 uh, that prefix of room being used for rheumatism and rheumatoid arthritis. Um, I, like it can't be like maybe like stiffness, like. I mean, it could be, I guess. So, I mean, <clears throat> you would have to think that her sitting down on a chair and jumping up and her calling it rheumatism, mm-hmm. well, what would what would happen? What would cause you to jump up? It'd be pain. Yeah. Or, you know, or inflammation that causes pain. I think we should go with inflammation. I, okay. We know inflammation is a thing that has to do with arthritis. Mm-hmm. Inflammation can cause pain, which could happen on our butt. Yeah. We were talking about that thick keister earlier. <laughs> so let's go with inflammation. Okay. All right, we're going to say inflammation. No, I'm sorry. That's incorrect. Uh, maybe I just found a way to improve this question a little bit, though. Maybe I okay. should say what substance is known as room in the medical world oh, is yeah. commonly called what in everyday parlance. Maybe that would have helped you out a little bit. The correct answer is uh, there's multiple cl- correct answers that I'll take here. Sleep or eye dust or eye gunk or eye crust or sleep sand, sleepies. That is known as room. That's the uh, medical term for that. Mm, I don't like that question. Okay. What don't you like about it? <laughs> I mean, I just think that it's uh, you're automatically led down a dastardly path because room being such a popular, uh, you know, like we were talking, like you're automatically set down this path of. Yes, that's why I think maybe adding what substance known as room in the medical world might that help guide been a you better. The, yeah. the reason that they have a, uh, a shared name is because they actually come from the same root word which is uh, the Latin for flow. 
So uh, this being a discharge that comes from the eyes and nose, uh, which blinking causes tears to wash away room throughout the day, which is why it collects only at night because we're not blinking. Mm. Rheumatism uh, from the way that it flows throughout the patient's body. Mm. That's where that comes from. So unfortunately for this question, a shared uh, etymology but again, maybe you could improve this by adding uh, what's, what substance known as room in the medical world. It's commonly called what in everyday parlance. Let's talk some more about wine, shall we? Hell yeah. What show, this is a TV, que- TV question, what show that ran from 1981 to 1990 was described in Newsweek as, quote, basically Dallas and the Napa Valley with a female tyrant vineyards instead of oil rigs, a six-month coma, and a plot to take over the world. What show that ran from 1981 to 1990 was described in Newsweek as, quote, basically Dallas and the Napa Valley with a female tyrant, vineyards instead of oil rigs, a six-month coma, and a plot to take over the world. 1981 to 1990. This sounds like a soap opera. Well, it sounds like it was a primetime drama. Yeah, and it took took mm-hmm. place in Napa Valley. Right. With a female lead. Uh, the grapes of something. I have no idea. 1981 to 1990. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to just think of like general soaps. Well, I don't I don't know there was like a soap necessarily. I mean, soaps are usually during the day, right? Yeah. Did he specify that it was? Not no, there? but the comparison to Dallas, Dallas was another primetime drama. Dallas was a soap opera. No, I think it was a, a primetime drama. Soap opera, I mean, I think that's a generalized term, but it's always to me described a daytime long running series. Um, where they just try to make as many of them as possible, you know, like uh, um, Days of Our Lives and uh, as know, the world as turns, the world turns, Guiding Light, Guiding Light, General Hospital, Guiding Light, famously the longest uh, running yep. series ever. Yes, and it medium? started as a radio show in yeah. like the 30s or 40s, I want to say, and then it became a TV show in the 50s, yeah. and I think. It's still going. So this ran for nine years, which to me means probably seven to ten seasons. Somewhere in there. In the 80s. Mm -hmm. Um, Napa Valley. I have no idea. I wasn't even alive. It's not Little House on the the Prairie. It's not Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. No. Is it Doogie Hauser? No, No, it's not Doogie Hauser. Um I got to watch such and such. I got to watch blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I have no idea. I've never heard of a a wine-based drama. Mm Mm-hmm. It's not early edition. I know 90s. I don't know 80s. I don't know 80s at all. No idea. It's not Three's Company. It's a sitcom. Come and knock on my door. We've been waiting for you. Did you know that was a uh, import of a British sitcom? I did not. Yeah. Man About the House was its UK title. Okay. Um, 
Down in the Valley. You want to go with that? Yes. Okay. Down in the Valley. Starring Edward Norton and oh, Evan shit. Rachel Wood. That's incorrect. Is that a movie? I don't. Yes. I don't know what the hell that is. I. I don't know. I tell me what. What's the show? I will. Okay. The correct answer is Falcon Crest. I have Falcon no Crest. idea what that is. <laughs> I don't like that question. <laughs> <laughs> the shade. That's fair. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, do you know who was in that? Who is the main actress in it? Um, oh, uh, her name it lasted for nine me. seasons. It must have been kind of popular. Oh, yeah, yeah. Falcon and, Crest. And by the way, I definitely agree with you that I think that uh, that soap opera is more of a daytime thing. Um, yeah, it starred uh, Lorenzo Lamas. Oh, the renegade. Jane Wyman um, was, the I think, the main matriarch of the, of the family. Huh, um, all right. Yeah, uh, 227 episodes, nine seasons on CBS. Falcon so. Crest on CBS. Not as many episodes as No No. No. Oh, no. look at that. We upped them by one this very episode. All right. That's All right. good. I like that. Here's your, uh, here's your third question from me for this round. Mm-hmm. And band names All is right. the category. Band names. What band name, itself an acronym made of the first letter of each member's name, is a word that means father in Aramaic? Clearly it's the Bee Gees. <laughs> Abba? Uh, I like that. Yeah, I like. I feel good about Abba. I'm trying to think of any other na- like band names with... Aramaic. I, I don't know if it would have to be. It's got to be ABBA. I mean, I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's probably ABBA. I'm feeling ABBA. All right, we're going to say ABBA. It's a good instinct. That's oh. correct. Yes. Okay. I can't remember exactly the uh, four band members' names, but Agatha, Benny, Benny, Bjorn, and something else. Aramis. I'm kidding. Uh, That's one of yeah, the most I can't remember the other lady's name, and I don't even know if Agatha is right. It's Artemis from It's Always Sunny. Uh, <laughs> Artemis is a dope name. I love that my phone autocorrects to ABBA. It definitely, <laughs> it definitely knows me well. Uh, Agnatha, Annie Freed, Bjorn and Benny. Oh. Annie Freeze. Annie Freed. Oh. <laughs> Annie Freeze. <laughs> if That's she was good. a Batman villain. all right is that three and three that is let's take a little break please it's been a taxing uh taxing i know i'm I'm throwing some some difficult ones at you but don't worry there's more fun to come so Mm. much in round two so much fun coming back and it's time for some missed corrections mark i asked you who who did the original i can't stand the rain uh-huh you told me tina turner 
Can't stand I, I googled the rain. it. It's not you Tina did. Turner. It's not Tina Turner. She did cover it though. Cross my oh, okay. window. She did a cover oh. in 1984 for her fifth solo studio album, Private Dancer. Her, her not her first solo album, but her breakthrough solo album. Okay. And uh, who did the original? I don't know. I thought you said you googled it. No, I did Google it to get Tina Turner. Oh yes, and Peebles did the mm-hmm. original. Oh, and Peebles. Yeah. Damn. Uh, I was wondering what the term for bird magic was. I couldn't believe that I couldn't remember ornithomancy. Ornithomancy. Oh. That's the word I was looking mm-hmm. for. Uh, during our sus on our rate my question, I guessed that the miseducation of Lauren Hill came out in either 1996 or 1997. It yeah, actually came earlier. out in 1998. No, oh. 1998. No, no, way later. Not way later, but. And uh, we guessed Westinghouse for our logo uh, question. Not a bad guess because it was started in 1886, very close to the year that you gave us for that logo, but it was still wrong. The answer did turn out to be Yamaha. And I found something interesting out about that logo. The three tuning forks uh, represent apparently technology, production, and sales, according to the Facebook page for Yamaha Malaysia. That's what they represent, technology, production, and sales. Um, But I also found a note that says that it also symbolizes the three essential musical elements, melody, harmony, and rhythm, which are a great name for a set of kids, by the way, if you're having triplets, (laughs) melody, harmony, and rhythm. There you go. Let's go, Uh, babe. Mark, did you have any... uh, any uh, miscorrections this week that you want to read or no uh, notes? I had some no notes on Discord. Holgast, who uh, has recently been uh, yucking it up in the Discord, uh, said that they enjoyed the Tamil Tigers question, um, but the uh, outcome of the electronic game question was so funny that they thought it was the best uh, best question. You put up a poll for people to be able to vote for their favorite question. So Yes, please go vote in the poll. Uh, we'll put a link in the oh. show notes for your question of the week. Uh, it's only active for a week afterwards, so you want to yeah. go get your vote in uh, while you can. Um, so that was uh, their opinion that the electronic game question was, was the best question because of the outcome, of course. Seth naming some random fucking game that I had never heard of. Ah, uh, yes, the ancient Mediterranean game of Penta. Yeah, yes, that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah you, you were right out of the gate with uh, Tic-Tac-Toe, and Seth just said, no, no, it's not Tic-Tac-Toe. He said it's the ancient Mediterranean game of Penta, which I looked up, actually invented by Gary Gabriel while working as a dishwasher at Hideaway Pizza in Stillwater, Oklahoma, during the early 1980s. Ah, uh, yes, the ancient Mediterranean yeah. game. He sold the game out of his uh, car and later in gift shops targeting hip fashion conscious 18 to 35 year olds as a uh, mental game, you know, like a high class mental game, like Trivial Pursuit. According to Hideaway Pizza's website, Penta is an original adaptation of three popular games, Go, Niniku Rinju, and Gomoku. Now, Go, you might recognize as an ancient Chinese game. So Seth was kind of close about the uh, the ancient part, but where did the Greek thing come from? Well, Hideaway Pizza says Penta, Greek for the number five, incorporates the best parts of all three games, like a sophisticated tic-tac-toe that's as easy to learn as checkers and as complex to master as chess. 
according to Hideaway So Pizza. he bought into the okay. hype. He did. It was uh, so he got the Greek part from the name and uh, Penta, obviously based on the ancient Chinese game of Go. If you look at the um, the board, it's it's pretty much a Go board and the Go stones. But you're attempting to capture five pieces instead of three as you are in tic tac toe. So sussing it out, you know, maybe go with the easier option for the technology. They're probably going to make a three by three grid instead of a giant Go board grid for the electronic game, but. Uh, so, yeah, an interesting guess from Seth. Not a terrible guess, but yeah, uh, tic-tac-toe. Definitely the correct answer there for electronic tic-tac-toe by Japanese company Waco. On the subject of swings and misses, Hallgas also uh, mentions the subject of ginkgo trees, which Seth was 100% sure were American. I don't know how uh, that... Didn't he say ginseng trees, or uh, I, did he say ginkgo trees were uh, American? Maybe it was... I think he said ginseng trees because we were talking about ginkgo and maybe you guys were sussing ginseng. Uh, no, I can't remember. All right. Um, uh, they said that I hear that when they imported to us streets, they only put either, it was either all female or all male trees because the nut of the other one smelled so bad. Oh yes. Yeah, um, and said that it smells like uh, smelly sex. <laughs> Is, is, That's uh, what you would expect a smelling nut, nut to smell like. like smelly or, or sex. actually, maybe maybe they referred to the sm- to what caused the smell. They said supposedly it got so bad in some cities that they either ripped out all the smelly sex or just replaced all those kinds of trees with natives. Oh, I think they were saying they didn't know if it was male or female trees that were the smelly ones. Oh, gotcha. Not gotcha, that it gotcha. smelled like <laughs> smelly. Someone sex. did say smelly sex is a funny <laughs> phrase to use. <laughs> because that's a bit what it smells like. Um, and there's a bunch of other stuff in here. I mean, you just, you should get onto our Discord. There's so For much Discord discourse and uh people talking about the question so if you're into it for that level um also miles amaralt did mention for the stadium capacity question soldier field is by far the oldest of those four mm. stadiums which lead you to believe that they probably have the smallest um this is another one where seth said it's definitely not soldier field <laughs> <laughs> so uh so yeah there you go yeah ah uh, bless him God we love you seth, seth. Uh, but yeah, I, I really like that question. I stole that question for uh, for my trivia pointy bell, and it, it went over well. That's a good question. You should feel oh, good about that. You. I don't know if it's our question of the week. Voting is not concluded on that. Well, we'll have by the time this episode <laughs> launches. Right. But as of recording, it hasn't. So we don't know if it's our, our question of the week. But I think it's getting some votes. Good. I think it's up there. Good. I think it's uh, I, I like it because it's a hint, but it's a little bit of a tricky hint. You got to know sports to know it. And then it gives you a one in, a one in four shot. You kind of get... Um, you kind of get the, a benefit for just knowing sports. You kind of have to unlock that one in four chance. And, uh, and I like that about it. Yeah, indeed. So go, if you feel the same way, go on to our Patreon. You can vote in the poll. You don't have to be a Patreon supporter. You can just, uh, that's where the poll is hosted. And if you'd like to write us with a missed correction, a rate, my question, or even just a little no note, you can write to us at no nonsense trivia at gmail.com. Call us at 1-929-356-6966 or find us on social media. And if you have yet to do so, please take a moment to review our show on Apple, Spotify, Podchaser, Good Pods, or wherever else you might find our show available to rate and or review. I also have to mention that uh, Uncle Ruckus um, joined our uh, our wonderful 
Twitch. Uh, the Uncle Ruckus? Or, not Twitch, but our, our uh, Discord at 2.21 a.m. And uh, at 2.22 a.m., immediately went to the No No Podcast channel to say, I'm with Quizmaster Mark 69 is overrated. <laughs> it's like they specifically were brought to going on our Discord specifically to say they agree with me. So, Uncle Ruckus, I appreciate you. Yeah. I mean, if that's what brings them in, you know, we, we talk about all kinds of things. We do. All indeed. kinds of things. Mm-hmm. All kinds of things. All right. Let's go ahead and get back into our quiz. Round number two Lee, here. Shower us. Uh, let's start with a, uh, we were just talking about the Yamaha logo. Sometimes I take a question that you throw at me and I like to, you know, do a similar question. Mm-hmm. So I have a logos question for you. Graphic design question inspired okay. by your Yamaha question, which Swiss candy has an illustrated logo of a mountain with a somewhat hidden bear shape formed by the rocky terrain. Which Swiss candy has an illustrated logo of a mountain with a somewhat hidden bear shape formed by the rocky terrain? Are Andy's mints Swiss? I don't know, but I do know the answer, and that's not it. Oh, okay. What's the answer? The answer is Toblerone. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. This is one of those, thank God I'm on Facebook a lot. Mm-hmm. This is, I think, taken from a meme where uh, a guy is saying that his kid grabbed it and said, why is there a bear? And he was like a bear. And then it's a close up of the logo and you can see a bear inside the, they, you'd never notice it. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's like my, one of my favorite questions of all time on this podcast was the FedEx logo where I never would have noticed that fucking arrow. Yeah. If it wasn't for uh-huh. it getting pointed out. And it's just one of those things that, Oh, okay. One day you pay attention and there it is. Mm-hmm. The correct answer is Toblerone. I believe. As you said, there you that are. That is correct. All right. Indeed. The uh, Andes Mountains are a South American mountain range extending from Venezuela to Colombia, Ecuador, Peru, Bolivia, Chile, and Argentina. Yeah, I know the Andes are in South America, but I thought maybe like it could still be a Swiss candy, you know? That's a good question. Andes Mints. All right, here's a question for you. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, I'm sorry. I want to look up Andy's Mints. I mean, I don't, I'm not saying they're Swiss candy. I'm curious. I'm just curious. I want to look up Andy's Mints. Mm -hmm. They uh, are produced by Tootsie Roll Industries and made in DeLaven, Wisconsin. All right. Very exotic. So, uh, (laughs) U.S. company. Yo, I could eat Andy's Mints all fucking day. They're delicious. Originating in Jamaica, a hummingbird cake. Is a spice cake that features what two fruits? Originating in Jamaica, a hummingbird cake is a spice cake that features what two fruits? Remember, this originates in Jamaica. That's my built-in hint. So it's got to be a Caribbean fruit, I would imagine, right? I feel like this is on Bake Off. Could it be oh, it pineapple? Ah. Could it be pineapple and coconut? Is coconut a fruit? Yeah. I think it's technically a berry. Hummingbird. Hummingbird cake. God damn it. I but was berries like, are fruit. Star fruit, kiwi. What other tropical fruits do we have? Guava, persimmon. It might be. Uh, 
guava. It might be pineapple and coconut, but I just Could feel it be like pineapple and guava. I f- I feel like uh, why do I why do I keep thinking banana? Mm. It's probably not banana. A banana cake. Hummingbird cake. Banana I could bread? see it in my mind. What are the fruits in it? This was on fucking Bake Off. God damn it. Um, All that effort studying wasted. <sighs> Jesus. Hummingbird you could have been cake. watching anything. You just say hummingbird cake. Yeah. Not hummingbird pie. No, he said cake. Something to enjoy after your Rasta pasta. Put a little hummingbird cake out that features pineapple and coconut or guava. I think it's... You think it's got weed in it? No. He did say Jamaica was a hint. Wow. That is a stereotype. Well, I mean, it was, you know, I mean, I'm kidding. Come on. <laughs> you know, I'm trying come the to fuck just, on. oh my God, I'm just trying it's to Jamaica. Think. Jamaica. <sighs> I mean, I feel like that was like the only place you could get weed in the world for hundreds of years. <laughs> Do you think it maybe orange? Are there or- a lot of oranges in Jamaica? God damn there are, it. There are in Florida. Mm-hmm. I don't know about Jamaica. As well as California, dude. I I think it might be one of them. Might be pineapple. Let's go with pineapple and coconut. Okay, let's just do it. Pineapple and coconut. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. I knew that was wrong. You were half correct. Pineapple and banana. Oh, that was right. Okay. Hey, Mr. Tallyman, tally me banana. I I was like, I know there's a banana. Oh, I was thinking to myself, like, go. I feel like there's banana, but I just, I'm not confident. Just so we're clear here, I'm not saying that thinking that that song takes place in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. I was just saying that because banana is the answer, and it's clearly a Caribbean uh, mm-hmm. thing. And so, yeah, funny story. Actually, they someone made a hummingbird cake and it had a hummingbird on it. Mm-hmm. And I initially thought he called it a hummingbird cake because there was a hummingbird on it. I looked it up and I came to find out that it is a cake with with those pineapple two. and banana. There you go. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Very nice. All right. On the subject of food, uh, hummingbird cake might take a while to uh, prepare and bake. This is a question about fast food. Fast food. All right. Naming it after themselves and featuring a flagship product priced at over four times more than that of their competitors. What fast food chain was started by? Ohioan brothers Leroy and Forrest Raphael in 1964. I'll read that one more time mm-hmm. for you. Naming it after themselves and featuring a flagship product priced at over four times more than that of their competitors. What fast food company was started by Ohioan brothers Leroy and Forrest Raphael in 1964? That's R-A-F-F-E-L. Okay, wait. So they named the fast food chain after themselves. Yes. And then they their signature item was four times more, cost four times more. It than was the- priced at four times more. I don't know what the cost was, but what they oh. sold it to. Four times more than the their competitors. Customers, it was priced at four times more than their competitor's product. Is this still around? 
I did not mention that. <sighs> Leroy and Forrest Raphael. I will say it is still around, but I mean, you know, the wording is what fast food company. So it's a notable fast food company, you know. Leroy and Forrest. Leroy and Forrest Raphael. Named after themselves. Do we just go through <laughs> fast food places and try and think of something that would... Leroy and Forrest. Yes. Ohio, 1964, the setting. L-F. Um. Well, not Burger King. It's not McDonald's. It's not Wendy's. Arby's? It's not Arby's because um, I don't think it's Arby's because I believe like their initials were RB mm-hmm. or like the R like the something brothers R. Bro- oh, maybe Rafael. That's what I'm saying. The Rafael brothers. Yeah. Arby's. Arby's. That's yeah. You know, famed area drummer Daryl Nutt posted uh, something about RB being about roast, that it stood for roast beef. And I believe I corrected him on that. Yeah. I mean, we can, we can just go with that and not suss anymore. We can try and suss through a little bit more. Do we think it's Arby's? Rafael Brothers. The, the more I'm thinking of, the more I'm thinking that's right. I think it's Arby's. We're going to say Arby's. Originally wanting to call their restaurant Big Tex, but the name was already taken by local Akron business. Yes, the Rafael Brothers RB Arby's yeah. is correct. <laughs> well done. Good going. Yeah, that's kind of a, a bit of a factoid. People say that it stands for roast beef uh, because, yeah, the roast beef sandwich is their flagship product. 69 cents for a roast beef sandwich in 1964, whereas McDonald's hamburgers cost just 15 cents at the time. So you're trying to present a much more upscale uh, uh, type of service at their restaurant. Maybe they should have gotten some copies of Penta in there. The <laughs> mental game. Have you guys ever had the Meat Mountain? No. no. Tell me I've about seen, the meat I've mountain. I've seen a video oh. of it being consumed. I'll tell you about the meat mountain. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> it's an off-menu item that you can order at Arby's where they make a sandwich with every kind of meat yeah. that they have in there. So even it's Paige like, has eaten it on his vlog. It, there's, there's even, a, oh. I believe, a piece of fish I even remember comes this. on them now. But it's like roast beef, fucking chicken the whole nine yards i had one once and it was it was amazing how much that thing run you it's not very expensive oh really it's like 12 bucks i think 13 what i'm sure they probably don't put like they don't it's not like no it's huge it's it's too big it's like that yeah it's too big to comfortably it could make two maybe three sandwiches gotcha so it's probably just like a slice or two you have to go in it from the side i wonder if you order that through the drive-thru if it comes out in that tube (laughs) can they Mm. wrap it it is gigantic. Uh, Sicily is the largest island in the Mediterranean. What is the second largest? Sicily is the largest island in the Mediterranean. What is the second largest? 
Malta or Sardinia? Malta? I don't know. Actually, you know, maybe Malta might be, I feel like. Cyprus is pretty small, huh? Yeah, Cyprus is pretty small. Malta or Sardinia, I would say. Crete? Crete. And there's Capri. Capri is very small, too. Crete. I'm a Crete. (laughs) Cretan. Yes. Crushin. Don't call me a Cretan. I'm Crushin. Is that how you say it? I don't know. Cretian. <laughs> I yeah. I would. I think. But I don't think they would call him a Cretan. I want to say Malta, because I feel like I. I feel like I remember seeing that. Sard- Maybe it is Sardinia. Mediterranean. Lee's got his eyes closed. He's picturing himself on the. Shores of Greece. <laughs> Greece is Grecian. I guess Crete would be Grecian. I think so. Cretan. I don't think you would call Maybe that's where Cretan comes from. I don't think so. That'd be amazing. Like lesbians and lesbos? Hell crouton. Yeah. Crouton? The, the Cretan crouton. Cretan crouton. Stale bread from Crete. <laughs> Bless you. Uh... I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. My geography is already at a negative one. I get a debuff for my geography skills on this. I'm actually like, a, mm-hmm. it's like a repulsive gravity type situation. I think it's so. I, I got to go. I feel with whatever good you about think. Malta. All right. If you feel good about, it, let's go with it. Malta. Sorry, that's incorrect. It's, Sar- <laughs> it's Sardinia. Motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Motherfucker! I knew it was one or the other. This uh, is a this is a free trivia question. Um, oh, so this one's free. The, the this next one that I'm going to give okay. you, um, Cretan is a dated medicinal term for a person who is physically deformed and has a mental disability because of a congenital deficiency in what? Oh, I didn't realize you're questionifying this. Let me hear it one more time. A Cretan. Mm-hmm is a dated medical term for a person who is physically deformed and has a mental disability because of congenital deficiency with what? Hmm. Calcium? They're thyroid. Um, oh, okay. Okay. Pretty interesting. Yeah. All right. So it's how a it, medical how slur. It got turned, you know, to what it is now. Mm-hmm. But it was specifically... An underactive thyroid. Yeah. Okay, for my third trivia question for you this round, it is a question regarding the World Cup. Hey. It's a very uh, popular event happening right now in the world. By the time this episode comes out, I'm sure either the finals will have happened or uh, are about to happen. And uh, got a, this is a bit of a history question for you. Now a lost object... The original World Cup trophy was renamed in 1946 after which former FIFA president who passed a vote to initiate the sporting competition in 1929. So basically named after the father of the World Cup. Who would that be? Victor Crumb from the Bulgarian team, Quidditch team. 
I don't know. Quidditch? That's the only World Cup I know about is the Quidditch World Cup. Um, I don't know, FIFA. to be honest with you. Um, and I did watch that FIFA documentary, and I should probably know, but I don't. I am one of those Americans that watches soccer for three weeks <laughs> every four years. Going on. Uh, you know, I, and I do like it. It's a shame because I do think it's, uh, it's entertaining and I, I am into it. It's just America sucks at it. So I usually don't watch very much of it. Um, I couldn't even, I couldn't even guess a name. I don't know literally any names associated with FIFA or the world cup. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the name. Mia Hamm. <laughs> yeah. That's an American yeah. soccer player. Was she in the World Cup? Um, I don't know. This is named after the former FIFA president who first passed the vote to uh, initiate the World Cup in 1929. Yeah, so there was Sepp Blatter, and he was the one that was like busted big time for taking bribes to have the World Cup in Russia and then in Womp Qatar, Womp. where it is now. And before him, there was another dude that he was like the right-hand man to. I can't remember his fucking name. And there was another dude before him. Uh, I don't know. Sepp Blatter is the closest guess I have. No, it is uh, Jules Remay. Jules Remay. The Jules Remay Trophy. Now a lost object. There's tons of interesting history with this trophy. It was hidden in a shoebox from the Nazis during World War II by the Italian vice president of FIFA. Italy had the trophy, but they thought that the Nazis would steal it, so they just hid hid it from them for a number of years. It was once stolen and then found in a garden hedge by a dog named Pickles. Um, And in 1970... Pickles? Yeah, not the Pickles from the TV show, just another dog named Pickles. In 1970, Brazil (laughs) won the cup for the third time, allowing them to keep it which was a stipulation that Jules Vermey gave in 1930. The first team to get it uh, th- to get the World Cup three times would get to keep it. So they uh, they put it on display in Brazil at the Brazilian Football Confederation in a glass case with uh, a bulletproof glass case. But the thieves were smarter than that. They opened the back of the case with a crowbar, and it's never been recovered. They had to make a uh, a new replica, I Damn. think, in 1970. Um, or uh, maybe a little bit after that in the 80s. Um, they believe that the Jules Rimet trophy might have been uh, melted down and sold. So probably we'll Oops. never see that again. But yes, that was the first World Cup prize, also nicknamed Victory, uh, Jules Rimet trophy. Watched America win today. Mm-hmm. America winning 1-0 over Iran. Iran. Uh, mm-hmm. So they're going, sorry, Iran. Uh, so they are going on to the knockout stage. Um, by the time this episode airs, uh, you know, we'll see where we're at then. But very, very uh, exciting time. We are wasn't looking very good. Japan's kicking ass, and it's so cool. They're, like, picking up trash after their matches, and there's pictures of, like, their, uh, their um, what do they call it, like, their room. What? You want to say dressing room? <laughs> Their locker, yeah, um, where everything is like neatly folded and like perfect. They're leaving everything in like pristine yeah. condition. They know the world's watching. They know. <laughs> Here's your last question from me for the second round. In sumo wrestling, what is tossed into the ring as a symbolic meaning of cleansing? 
In sumo wrestling, what is tossed into the ring as a symbolic meaning of cleansing? A baby. <laughs> Throw that baby in there. <laughs> it's what? They always land on their feet somehow. It's so, yeah. so weird. Um, I want to say it's sand or salt. Maybe salt. I feel better about salt. Mm-hmm. And sumo wrestling. I've never. I don't think I've ever watched a sumo wrestling match. Have you seen the music video for Weezer's Hashpipe? Jesus. No, Christ. actually. Well, I think this was you're during. Missing out. There are sumo wrestlers. Oh, I think this. But was they're during... doing the E Honda palm strikes. They're not. Oh. They're not. Uh... Well, no, they they do they do collide and and clash in that video. Now they think about it. I don't know if I see them throwing anything in the in the ring though. So yeah, I'm thinking it's uh, it's salt or sand. That was during the era where I was not allowed to watch MTV. Yeah, you your parents did you a favor. You got lucked out. I remember like they that's back when they did. We're gonna premiere the music video for Hashpipe. Mm-hmm. On TRL. I was like, oh, Rick Ocasek is producing them again. This oh, is going to be yeah, the blue okay. album again. And then that fucking song came on, that weird ass video. And I was like, what's uh, happening? Rivers uh-huh. is smoking Wait, did the Rick pot Ocasek again. do the blue album? Yeah. Yeah. What? Rivers wanted oh, to yeah. produce it, but they wouldn't let him. They said, oh, my God. I had no work idea. With, uh, established yeah. act on this label. Jeez. We got a okay. guy. All right. We got a guy. He's from the fucking cars. Yeah. His name is Rick Ocasek. All right. Okay. There you go. Rivers was like, I want to do it in mono. And he was like, let's do it in stereo. Salt. 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 Salt is our answer. Salt is the correct answer. Hey. Hey. Gee, we got one. Hey. I'm excited. That was our. Fr- I think that was our first get. It was. These are questions, by the way, from my eight-year anniversary. Oh, um, now okay. that we've come around to oh, that, and Seth is in the year. Um, a lot of people putting rice for that one, mm. which I think racist. is maybe a little Mazel racist. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's not a wedding. Salt. Yeah, <laughs> they're not getting not. married to each other. Well, maybe. <laughs> it is 2022. If that's what they want to do in the sumo ring, more power to them. Uh. Lee, yeah. Can we take a break? Of course we can. Can I'd we come back with our last questions? Than that, that's what I want to really do is come back again after the break. Are we going to read a question? Of course we are. And that's what I want to do most of all. So here's what we do: take a break, we're gonna come back, we're gonna read a question, ask each other the last questions. How satisfying. Hmm. Back. And it's time for rate my question. Rate my question. This comes to us from longtime listener Katie Willemzig. All right, Katie. <gasps> Katie, I feel like it's been so long since we've heard from Katie. Seriously. It's been a minute. It's been a while. Yeah, but we have a uh, we got a question here and a note from Katie. Katie writes, My husband and I noticed something for the first time while watching TV, and had to turn it into a rate my question. Subject, 
TV shows. Question. In the opening sequence of this sitcom, Clark Griswold's green Wagon Queen family truckster station wagon, packed with luggage, can be seen driving down the highway. So there it is. Um, it's not really a question, you know, more of a statement. But right. I'm presuming there's an implied what sitcom is this, you know. Okay. At the end there. In the opening sequence of this sitcom, Clark Griswold's Green Wagon Queen Family Truckster Station Wagon, packed with luggage, can be seen driving down the highway. Wagon Queen? I don't remember that part of it. I remember the truckster part of the name. Yeah. Do you guys remember that? The uh-huh. Wagon Queen Vaguely. Family Truckster? No. It's like a station. It's just a station wagon. Oh, yeah. It's- it's green? I don't remember it being green. Yeah, yeah. I remember the car. Okay. It's the truckster. So what uh, what sitcoms have a highway in it? Or at least, I don't know. Well, I was going a different direction. You know, we know that uh, Clark Griswold played by Chevy Chase. Maybe it's Community. Now, you've watched a lot of Community. Yes. Is there a is there a driving sequence in the intro that showed all? No, the intro is all like... Paper being folded yes, up and stuff? Yes, paper and scribblies. Well, there goes my whole theory. <laughs> Got nothing. Unless it's, like an illust- unless it's like a doodle on one of the papers, which I don't oh, recall. Oh, that would be sneaky. Well, it's just the car, right? You don't see him in it. It says it's l- packed with luggage driving yeah. down the highway. Okay. My first thought... Was that 70s show? Because aren't they like in a car? Yeah, they're not on a highway, though. No. They're like in the city. Mm-mm. They're driving down a city street. Can I hear the question one more yeah. time? The statement one more time. <laughs> in the opening sequence of this sitcom, Clark Griswold's green Wagon Queen family truckster station wagon, packed with luggage, can be seen driving down the highway. Now, uh, we did get the note, this is meta, that they were watching TV, so... It sounds like it's something that might be on right now, you know? Could be a new show. Mm-hmm. I don't watch a lot of sitcoms. Could be like Modern Family. I don't know what the intro of that show's like. I don't think the intro has um, any thing like that. Is that show even on anymore? <laughs> that show went off the air probably. I too. think it is. In my mind, that's still a new hip show. <laughs> hmm. It is community, but um highways highways it's not married with children it's always sunny chips i don't have an intro really (laughs) was that a that wasn't a sitcom no that was funny um they could probably drive over to falcon crest sitcom on chips they said they specified sitcom yeah is community, community, would you call it a sitcom? Yeah, absolutely. Is, absolutely. Yeah. Situational comedy? Mm-hmm. Comedy in different situations? Are there even, what even sitcoms Parks are? Parks and Rec. I love Parks Wait, and Parks and Rec has a ton of extra, like, little, like, uh, vignettes. It does. In the intro. There's a lot of little video screens and, like, people throwing things and dogs jumping in the air and stuff. All sorts of it's all, Pawnee stuff. It's all Pawnee stuff. Yeah. So I don't think there's any highway stuff. There could be one little clip of a little highway shot in there. Community, I mean, it's it's the Chevy Chase connection, but I think you're right. I think that's that's like a it's like a CG intro with a bunch of paper being folded up and yeah. moved around. 
So what else? So it could be a show that involves driving, a show that involves traveling, mm-hmm. um, vacationing. It's diners, drive-ins, and dives. No. That's not sitcom. Jeez. <laughs> um, I feel like there could be a little bit of a better built-in hint. And I, I hope you was, take that into account. I was literally just going to say that. I was going to say I want one more I mean, it hint. depends on what the answer is. If the answer is community, like... We're good to go with the hint. You the know? answer, I but, will eat my fucking shoe if it's community. Yeah. It, yeah, it can't be. I mean, because, yeah, I, I don't know, man. My name is Earl. Is it Rick and Morty? Mm. Dan Harmon worked on community, and he also works on Rick and Morty. Yeah, there's, there's so, pop culture references abound. Speaking of which, Family Guy? If we're going Maybe. animated, but I feel like animated might be in the, if it was animated, that might be a, a qualifier that that's listed. I would hope. I would hope, you know, also is to call it a, Morty sitcom. a sitcom. Yeah. It's an animated sitcom, but it's a sitcom situational comedy. So it's a comedy sh- series where the characters are put into various situations for the lulls. It's not Bojack Horseman because that intro is just like. They're they're driving around, aren't they? I mean, are we really going to start considering Malcolm in the Middle? No, Malcolm in the Middle was. They're not driving in that? No, they're watching TV. Pete and Pete. No, it's not Pete and Pete. It's just Pete and Pete is just Polaris playing on there, playing in their front yard. Yeah. I just remember they always took road trips that show so i think that's what brought me there i kind of want to say parks and rec the other thing i guess to consider where do they live in national lampoon yeah vacation family vacation they even do they live in illinois i think so i'm wondering if that might be Shermer, illinois i'm kidding Mm. oh Schitt's Creek? Could be. Oh my god, what is I don't the, really intro? Know what the that's, intro? That's that's a Canadian Schitt's show. Creek. Do you really is that do you think uh, they, Illinois is basically Canada? <laughs> Does is Schitt's Creek in Canada? Yes. The the town? Yes. It, okay. I didn't realize that. It's probably not that then. I mean, you know, I I'm I'm bringing up where the Griswold family lives, but obviously if they're driving on the highway, yeah, could be anywhere. They could be anywhere. The Griswold family goes to Wally world. They go to Vegas. Where were they driving from? Oh my gosh. Wallace Sean is in uh, Vegas vacation as a blackjack dealer. <laughs> I didn't even know his name, but I, I knew who he was from the princess bride when I was a kid and I watched that movie and I'm like, Oh my gosh. Man, I don't know. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. I have no idea. So funny. <laughs> Let's go with Parks and Rec. All like, right. There's so many video clips. Uh, maybe it's just because we're watching it recently, you know. I just don't think there's any. It's wrong, but let's just go with it. We got nothing. Yeah. <sighs> I don't think I said this out loud. We were wrong. <laughs> the answer is married with children. You did say Married I did. with Children. I have never watched that show. I don't even know. Who's in that show? Oh, Ed O'Neill. Mm-hmm. Uh, Who's that? I was going to call Al Bundy. 
<laughs> Ed O'Neill, um, Katie Seagal, who mm-hmm. went on to voice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know her. Lila. She was in uh, Sons of Anarchy. Christina Applegate, yes. David yep. Faustino, um, and a number of other people. Wow. Married with children. I, I Is the White House at the beginning of that show? No. There are a bunch of street scenes. Yes, there are a bunch of street scenes. Uh, do I they watch now, this now? Do they have a confirmed that it is supposed to be that car? I mean, if it's the make and model and it's got a bunch of like luggage on it, you know, I'm pretty sure I think it's that, like an Easter I'm egg. I'm pretty right? sure Married with Children takes place in Chicago. So that means that my my uh, thinking of where they were from. Oh, I didn't want to cut you off. Um, that where uh, where they were from would make sense in the sus. This looks like Chicago. I'm seeing a fountain. There's the highway. It's a wide shot of the highway. Yeah, Chicago lives of Al Bundy, Peggy, Kelly, and Bud. And then Marcy okay. got married to her second husband, Jefferson, whose last name was Darcy. So her name was Marcy Darcy. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, so the highway is at the very beginning, and all the cars are tiny. Okay. And then there's a house... Their house. It's not the White House. I don't know why I thought it was the White House. This was the show that when it came on TV when I was a kid, I knew I was up late. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever watched that show. I I mean, I definitely have never watched that show. You said all those names that I'm like, okay, I know those actors, but I don't Maybe ever remember seeing them re-watching that show. instead of Parks and Rec. For uh, the location section of the Wikipedia article, it does say the expressway entrance shot was taken from the 1983 movie National Lampoon's Vacation, featuring the Griswold's Green Family Truckster with her northeastward view of the Dan Ryan slash Stevenson Junction southwest of the loop. Well, there you have it. It's it's actually footage of the the car itself, so it's not like a recreation or anything like that. It's it's literally uh, the car. Okay, so uh, the question once again, in the opening sequence of the, of this sitcom, Clark Griswold's green wagon queen family truckster station wagon, packed with luggage, can be seen driving down the highway. Well, I would, uh, I would rate this... Um, it's a tough one to rate. Um, I'd rate this an A minus. There's a lot of a lot to love about it. I think it just needs a little something more to suss off of. There are tons and tons and tons of ways to make this an A plus question. Uh, whether it's a little bit or more meat to sink on, you know, give the time span of the show. Um, you know, or the, that it was a Fox show, maybe the time span of the show and that it was a Fox show, um, you know, the locale of the show, um, you know, that it was, you know, set in Chicago. So you can s- suss something with the Griswolds there. Um, I mean, a lot of, a lot of great stuff, maybe just a straight out a, the thing that would push it up is, is that little extra. Mm-hmm. Kyle? I would give it four out of five motherfuckers. Oh, okay. Mother, 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 Because, I mean, it's a, it's interesting, and it's a good question. I just, I want that hint. I want that extra hint. 
Mm-hmm. Kyle and I are fully in agreement. Yeah, I like I like a hint that's like that debuted in this year or that takes place in the same city. I was thinking uh, switching it around a little bit. Uh, you could add something like using footage from National Lampoon's Vacation. Clark Griswold's green wagon queen family truckster station wagon can be seen driving down the highway in which X sitcom, you know, put in whatever hint you want there. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, starting with, you know, saying which sitcom in the opening sequence of this sitcom, like this is like a minor quiz writing thing, but it just sets you with a blank slate, a blank picture. So you have like nothing, you know, to like kind of like anchor your mind to. It's yeah. like, all right, I've got thousands of sitcoms I'm thinking of now. And which sitcom? Great. Here we go. I'm thinking of every single sitcom I've ever watched. Right. But if you start with using footage from National Lampoon's Vacation, Clark Griswold's Family Truckster Station Wagon, now you're like you're painting a picture for the the player. You know, you're getting them like thinking like, okay, what did that look like? You know, kind of like leads them into it. So that's that's just I would just flipping it around and ending on. Uh, in which sitcom another thing is ending with the the subject that you want the answer for is good because it's the last thing in the player's mind when you leave the question they're they're like all right i know i got to name a sitcom that's what the answer is looking for is a sitcom so i would just flip it around and add a hint like uh like mark and kyle suggested and uh i will give this a uh piss Piss. Uh, yeah, it's popular. It's, it's definitely popular. People love TV shows. I would say 80s TV and 90s TV are two very popular category requests. So uh, maybe even just, you know, if you're going to have it in this kind of subject question format, you could introduce it as, you know, shows that debuted in the 80s. I think Married to Children debuted in the 80s. Um, late 80s, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's very interesting. I never heard this before. This is... I love this as a, as a trivia fact. Um, yeah, it could use it could use another built-in hint. I might give this like a teeny tiny little B, like the littlest B. You might need to like fully inspect this pill to see the B. But I think adding in another another hint would help, and uh, a little S because I do think rewording it could help it slightly. But all in all. Fantastic subject matter for a a trivia question, Katie. Uh, Thank you for that. If you would like to write us with a rate my question. Or rate me with a... (laughs) You You know what to do. You got me off guard. (laughs) I was just flapping my my gums and you were like, oh, play some words with friends or something. I haven't played words with friends in forever. Oh, what's the new jam? I forgot that shit existed. This new jam is called Facebook. Oh, okay. You need to get on that quizzle. (laughs) Oh yeah, I, I do quizzles, but a lot of times I'm embarrassed by my. I usually only send it if I can up all right or like one wrong. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I usually just go and judge everyone for yeah. what they got. We have a, a quizzle Discord channel where we post our daily scores and talk about the quiz and stuff. A lot of criticism there too, not just in the rate my feedback section here, but you know nobody bats a thousand, and the quizzle quiz oh, writers yeah. are no exception to that. But if you'd like to contact us with the rate my question, no nonsense trivia gmail dot com is the email address, or you can give us a call one nine two nine. Three five six sixty nine six 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 six. The mark of the beast. The me of the beast. The you of the beast. And speaking of me, are you guys ready? My body is for ready. Your last question. Yes. Okay. Kyle's okay, body 
is ready. Here is your. I don't know what you're going to do with this question, <laughs> your body, but I'm interested. <laughs> but I'm That's listening. Right. <laughs> Haley Mills was the last. <laughs> got acoustics in here, man. Haley Mills. Okay. Haley Mills was the last child to win a juvenile Oscar for her performance in what 1960 film? Also starring Jane Wyman. Another it, Jane Wyman question. I know, right? <laughs> it's the parent trap, isn't it? Maybe. It's the parent trap. Okay. It's either the parent trap or Herbie the Love Bug. Those are the movies she was in. Uh, I'm, I am like. Parent trap seems more award I'm like, winning. I'm very confident it's the parent trap. I'm like, let's go with it. Let me ask you this question. <laughs> Yes. Let me ask you this full question because oh, okay. I left something out. So let me give you the full question. Haley Mills was the last child to win a juvenile Oscar for her performance in what 1960 film, also starring Gene Wyman and produced by Walt Disney. It's The Parent Trap. Okay. The Parent Trap. That's incorrect. Freaky Friday? That's incorrect. Hmm. A young, uh, you may have heard her, may have heard of her at some point. A young Shirley Temple was the first person to win the junior Oscar, mm-hmm. juvenile Oscar. Uh, this young lady won for a movie called Pollyanna. Oh. Pollyanna, 1965. I forgot about Pollyanna. Okay. I was hoping when I gave you the extra clue, you would have backed off on the sureness of the parent trap. But I'm you pretty just sure I was curious about that. I was like, maybe Walt he's Disney, trying to like make Kyle. I'm pretty sure Walt Disney produced the parent trap. He may have, but I wouldn't have included the clue if you were right with parent trap. Uh-huh. You never know. Oh, well. Was my thought. Yeah, you never know. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, but it seems unlikely. That would be a, that would be a bold move because then if we <laughs> changed our answer and it was the parent trap, you'd gotcha. look like a big old jerk. <laughs> All right, uh, animal celebrities. My final category for you guys. Oh, what legendary favorite. chimpanzee actor boosted ratings as mascot of the Today Show from 1953 to 1957? Starred in his own short-lived children's series and illustrated the cover of Mad Magazine number 38. I just want to point out we recently had Mad Magazine artist Justin Peterson on our MCU bonus episode. Indeed. He never did get to draw a cover for Mad, but this chimpanzee did. <laughs> what like legendary that, chimpanzee actor would that be? We talked about this chimpanzee. Yeah, I, I was banking on the fact you probably did not remember this chimpanzee. Don't name, remember and it I at all. Ask it on the podcast <laughs> anyway. Don't remember it at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a very silly name. This this it's like whole Bucky situation. Something. It's like a it's like a name. It's like Chucky something. It's I don't remember. But we I were talking no about this chimpanzee, and I'm like, that is absurd, and I completely forgot his. The only the name. famous chimpanzee's name I know is Bubbles. I know the I what's his name Marcus the one who like mauled that lady's face. Oh Jesus, Charlene. Her, you thinking I think of her Harambe? Name is, no, I I'm thinking of an actual chimpanzee who like. Yeah, Harambe's he was like, like raised eight. as a pet by this lady, and then the chimpanzee one day just like snapped and like m- like mauled her friend. It's crazy. Jesus, um, I have no idea. You guys give up then. 
Um, no I mean, guesses. You have no hope of remembering. We'll say Bubbles. <laughs> no. His name was J. Fred Muggs. J. Fred Muggs. J. Fred Muggs. That's it. Star of the J. Fred Muggs show and mascot of the Today Show from 1953 to 1957. And I said he boosted ratings. You might be thinking, like, did he really boost ratings? Yeah, actually, the Today Show was in the mud, and they brought this monkey on. I'm sorry, this chimpanzee. Please. And he, uh, he like went gangbusters on the ratings kids loved him and then the parents got interested because the kids were interested in it so much so to the fact that his uh co-host or host of the today show uh dave garraway was professionally jealous of j fred bugs the chimpanzee and uh they kind of feuded a little bit uh garraway claiming that mugs bit him several times another uh, talents on the show. His trainer, Carmine Bud Manella, was an NBC page who brought mugs to work, uh, and a producer hired him for the show, which boosted ratings. And uh, another producer from NBC named Richard Pinkham once estimated Muggs's value to be at $100 million to Jesus NBC. Christ. He is referenced in the movie Quiz Show. And once was the name of a uh, featured on an award given by TV Guide for a number of years for distinguished foolishness. He was reportedly temperamental and hard to work with, perhaps inspiring the uh, chimpanzee Gordy in the movie Nope. I don't think you've seen that quite yet, Mark, but uh, there's a chimpanzee subplot in that movie. Gordy is inspired actually by... The chimpanzee I was just talking about. But was that a uh, professional chimpanzee actor? It, the chimpanzee did act in commercials. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Well, J. Fred Muggs also having his own show, uh, arguably a bigger celebrity. I'm just saying. Uh, Muggs retiring in 1975 in his 20s, outliving his uh, his trainer, Carmine Bud Manella, and still may be alive today, last reportedly living in Florida with uh, his co-star, Phoebe, another chimpanzee from the show. So things worked out for old J. Fred Muggs. I'm not sure he's worth $100 million anymore, but maybe. Dang. I, uh, You know, there was no way I was ever going to get that question right. That's, that's probably true. I mean, we got a small team here. It is my final question, but I think, uh, I think that's an interesting story. And, uh, in a certain class of people, you'll probably have people that know who J Fred Muggs are. How I came across this was it was, uh, spoofed on 30 rock. Oh, Kevin, the page, uh, talks about remembering the, when the, uh, tonight show or the today show had a monkey mascot. And, uh, I went and looked it up and found out. Wow, J. Fred Muggs was actually a huge celebrity in his heyday. I wonder if he would have made switch that question around and said that J. Fred Muggs was the mascot for what TV show, if I would have stood a little bit more of a chance. Oh, yeah, probably. Or what animal was he? Mm-hmm. What type of animal? There's another way you oh, could go about Jesus. that. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. I just want to see if Kyle remembered the name. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> Jay now, every Fred time Muggs. she like uh, can, she says something about you not listening when she's talking, mm-hmm. you can be like, "What's the name of that chimpanzee? Yeah, why don't we call J. Fred Muggs and ask him?" <laughs> 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 Kyle, thanks so much for uh, joining us once again here on the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast. A of pleasure course, as always. Love. And Mark, yes, great time, buddy. Lee, thanks. Nice quizzing with you. A pleasure as always. And thanks for listening, everyone. Please join us every Friday morning for a new episode. 
by subscribing to the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. You can support the no-no in several ways, the easiest by sharing this episode on your social media accounts with your friends. You could also leave us a written review on your favorite podcast platform. You can support the podcast on Patreon by visiting our website, thenono.com, and clicking the support link at the top, which will take you to our Patreon page. Thank you to our Patreon supporters for helping us out with the show. As Lee mentioned earlier, a big thanks to our new proverbial lightkeeper, Stephen Day. We appreciate you. Uh, also, a big thanks to our quiz daddies, Blake, a.k.a. Motor Liquor, Brandon Long, Adam Volk at Esma and Redcrest Kitchen, Tim at Pass Garden Service, Tommy, and Gil. It's Gil. Our team captains, Matt, Mo, Rick G, Skyler, Kristen, Fletcher, Lydia, OG, Aaron, and DHX3. Oh, yeah. Thanks to our proverbial light keepers, Asai, Sam, Caitlin, Mike K, Adam, Cole, Frank, Trent, Grant, Rob, Captain Nick Williams, Kate, Rachel, Moo, Tim Gomez, a.k.a. Mappy1984, Lucas, Carly, Sarah, Cooper, Matthew, Spencer, Lisa, Ryan, Adam, John Lewis, Nabil, Ricky F., Justin P., Justin Penta, the ancient uh, Ohioan game, Ohioan game, Oklahoman game. Jesus. <laughs> I thought it, I got my O states mixed up. <laughs> and Justin M. Justin married with Griswolds. And thanks to our Rumble Snails, can Seth, Littlest of Lambs, Cameron, Aunt Kiki, Clay, Ian, Andrea, Aleo, Tim, Binsky, Nathan. Sometimes I say Andrea and sometimes I say Andrea. I just can't make up my mind. I think because Aleo afterward always fucks me up. Andrea, Aleo, Tim, Binsky, Nathan, Issa, Kara, Megan, Christopher, Brandon, Ed, Dylan, Sarah, Fox, and Five, Laurel, Aaron, H-Bomb, Lauren, MJ, Steven, Kenya, Dallas, and all my favorite things from the screen, Allison, Paige, Kevin, Sarah, Alex, and Mike J. Please don't forget to vote for your favorite question of this episode on our Patreon as well. And if you'd like to write us with a rate my question or miscorrection, no nonsense trivia gmail.com is the email address, or you can give us a call at 1 And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at No Nonsense Trivia and on Twitter at No Non Trivia. If you'd like to hang out with us during the week, we have a Discord channel you can join. Just check the show notes for that. We also have a Facebook group. Guess what? Also in the show notes. Or you can go on Facebook and search for No Nonsense Trivia Podcast to join us there. And finally, don't forget to leave us with a rating. <laughs> and finally, don't forget to leave a rating on your favorite podcast service for us. Five stars only, please. Until next time, No Nonsense listeners. Have a great week.